Recently in the field of psychiatry, there was an article that came out which said that serotonin has nothing to do with depression. And this was the silver bullet that put into the chemical imbalance theory. Well, psychiatrists have been saying for decades that there's no such thing as the chemical imbalance theory. And we have been instead talking about the biopsychosocial model. So let's talk about what is the biopsychosocial model for me. My name is Dr. Mirza. I'm a psychiatrist, board certified in adult psychiatry, child adolescent psychiatry, and addiction medicine. In psychiatry, one of the things that's really important is the concept of diagnosis. And this is a double-edged sword, right? Because people will say things like, oh, I'm just my diagnosis, or people treat me as just my diagnosis. So it's something that's really important for us to take a more well-rounded look at instead of saying that somebody is a depression or someone is a generalized anxiety disorder. We wanna be able to describe people as a whole so we know how to best treat somebody. And this is one of the things that when people ask me like, well, how do you come up with a treatment plan? This is where the whole concept of the biopsychosocial model comes into play. Issue with the diagnosis as a label is that it's very reductionist. It takes everyone's life experiences and puts it into a diagnosis. And we know that, that human beings are not just something we can put a label on, right? They are more complex than that. There's many factors that are involved that go into play of how they interact and how they function in the world and what some of their troubles may be, what some of their struggles may be, and how we can help them out the best way is by addressing all of these things that are involved. The other thing that's really important is when we're talking about psychiatry compared to other fields of medicine, psychiatry is not purely objective. So when we have things in other fields of medicine, we can take an x-ray, we can take a CT scan, we can take a biopsy, and it's gonna tell us exactly what the cells are, what the malformation is, what the diagnosis may be, based on things that we can measure. In psychiatry, we can't do that. So for example, when we're talking about medicine, things like appendicitis, for example, this is something that we know that there are signs or symptoms for, there's a distinct imaging that's there, and then we have a very distinct and clear treatment. But this isn't the same thing when we have somebody who has depression. There's multiple ways that we can treat somebody's depression based on where it's coming from. Dr. George Engel, who was a psychiatrist at University of Rochester up in New York, back in 1977 came up with what became the biopsychosocial model. And basically what it was is he was working with the medicine teams and being consulted a lot of times. And he was asked, he's like, why are my patients having trouble with healing? Why aren't they following their instructions? Why aren't their recoveries and their successes not happening the way that they're supposed to be? And the reason was, and this kind of developed as a way of managing pain and recovery, and it evolved kind of essentially into what became the field of health psychology, because the doctors weren't taking a look at the patient as a whole. They were looking at them as a diagnosis and a procedure, and they're saying, this is what you're supposed to do, and not taking into account who they were as individuals and how that affected their recoveries. This also plays into the whole concept of nature versus nurture. So when we talk about things like, well, is it genetic or is it environment? The answer is yes, it's both, right? We know that these things all play together and what the biopsychosocial model does, it looks at all of these factors, nature, nurtures, genetics, environments, so that we can get a better picture of how somebody is doing. So let's dive into it. The first part is bio biological. And this is the classic model of disease. When we look at essentially medical issues, health issues, 
and that's what somebody is coming for. We're also looking at things like genetic, what their family history may be in regards to saying, hey, we have generations of people who have cancer, generations of people who may have depression, people who have had suicides in the family. These things play a role. We also have things biologically in regards to health, right? So when someone's health is affected, that's going to impact their mental health. When their physical health is affected, that's going to impact their mental health as well. We want to know what somebody's response to medications are as a whole too. That also plays a role into the biological factors. The psycho, short for psychological, is when we're really taking a look at a person's development through their whole life. We're looking at things like mood, personality, temperament, defense mechanisms that may be there, coping skills and behaviors, how they were raised, what kind of things that were taught, how they value themselves, how they see themselves, how they see other people. And all these things, when we put them all together, give us an idea of what can be beneficial for them on a psychological basis. The last part of this is social, and social is kind of expanded over time to include spirituality as well. So we look at things like culture, family supports, relationships, spirituality, like we just talked about, finances, housing, hobbies. These are all factors, again, that are involved in how somebody could be feeling and what they're kind of going through. We know that these connections, these relationships, all these things that are there, we know that all these factors all play a role in it. The other part of this is when we're really trying to get an idea of this, we'll look at things over a period of time. So, and then there's four Ps, right? There's four Ps that come along with this biopsychosocial model. There's predisposing, things that have been there in the past and that are always gonna be there. Precipitating, things that are happening in the moment, things that have led up to the patient presenting to you. Persisting or perpetuating, things that are always gonna kind of be there, things that may be there in the future. And then the last thing is, cause we're not all negative, right? We wanna think about protective factors. Things are gonna be there that are helpful for the person as a whole. And what you end up doing is when you get all these factors, you put them in like a little grid and you really fill it out, you get a really more well-rounded idea of what's going on with a person so that you can put together an individualized treatment plan. And again, addressing all of these factors in whatever, whatever way it may be to get them to that point of improvement, hopefully. An example I give that really illustrates this is when we were working in the emergency rooms and we would have somebody who was homeless come into the emergency room and say, hey, I'm suicidal, and we'd be consulted to see them. A lot of the times it's not gonna be quote unquote clinical depression and here's your prescription of Zoloft and this is gonna make you feel better. Of course not, right? We have to look at all the things that are going on with the person, all the things that are happening. If the person is homeless, they don't have a roof over the head, it's colder, it's really hot outside, the weather's really bad, they don't know where their next meal is gonna come from, their family's been displaced or broken up. All those things play a role, all those so social factors. Psychologically, they may have never had supports, they may have been come from a broken home, they may have had issues where people were murdered in their lives, right? All these things could have happened and they may not have been able to establish kind of independence or develop healthy coping mechanisms. And are you gonna say, well, well, here's just a pill and this is what we're gonna do to help how you're feeling at the moment? Of course not. Your interventions are gonna be very different for that person. You're gonna to try to find shelter. You're gonna to try to find housing for them. We're gonna to try to find occupation. All right, so I hope you guys understood, learned something about the biopsychosocial model. It's one of the most important things in being a psychiatrist or being somebody in the mental health field, being able to just stop the cookie cutter diagnoses that are out there and really help the person as an individual who's in front of you and finding out what's gonna work the best for them.